Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Skylar. And I'm Max. During quarantine, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. It didn't take long for us to become completely obsessed with the show. And one of the things we loved the most about the show were the brilliant end credits. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we'll go episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credit sequences. We're excited to have you join us on the very first credit score spinoff, Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. Hello! Welcome, everybody, to the very first episode of Bob's Credits. Credits. It's a credit score podcast spinoff podcast about... Skylar. The ending credits of Bob's Burgers. Exactly. Because as much as we love the episodes, the credits are like little little gems at the end. It's like a little little after dessert what? amuse the opposite of an amuse bouche. What is the opposite of an amuse bouche? Port? In France <laughs> they do cheese. Okay. Gene be so down with that. Yeah, yeah. So it's the cheese of the episode. I it's like that. It's the cheese of the episode. Yeah, Gene I love would support it. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, for those of you who've come here from Credit Score, you know who I am. If you aren't from Credit Score and you just found this Bob's Burgers podcast, welcome. I'm Max Miller. And sitting right across from me is... Skylar Harrison. And we are in love. <laughs> <laughs> Still, after quarantine? Uh, well, yeah. What, what do you think? Like medium love at this point? No. I want to say that Bob's Burgers has become the glue... Of our love. In this relationship. Yeah, but specifically during quarantine. Sure. So maybe we're even more in love than when we started. Oh, because of of Bob's. Oh, Linda would be so, (laughs) she'd be so happy and proud of us for that. Uh, Who's sitting next to you? That's important as well. This is my baby bee, baby Biscuit. Biscuit, our pup who will be making numerous appearances on this podcast, as well as, he's, he's the star over at Credit Score. Yes, but he'll be the star here because normally when you and Gary are recording, I'm dog wrangling. Yes. But we no longer have a dog wrangler. Yes. So now, but he's calm when we're both in the same room. As long as he can be with the two of us, he's okay. Right. He has that Tina separation anxiety. Yeah, he starts that little like, (laughs) 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 There's going to be a lot of really bad Bob's impression attempts on this podcast. Yes. For those of you who don't know Credit Score, Credit Score is a podcast where me and my co-host Gary go through entertaining opening and end credit sequences from movies and TV shows. We'll eventually gonna do the, we're going to do the Bob's opening credits, 
But like Skylar said, because these end credit sequences are different pretty much every single episode, we did, we're did we doing this little spinoff podcast. Yeah, because I feel like, well, and to preface this, we started Bob's maybe in March, right at the beginning of quarantine. Um, and every episode, we were trying to figure out which end credit you should do for credit score. And it was, there was just like literally too many and you wanted to do them all. Um, so that's how this was born. Yeah. So we decided to do them all. Bob's Burgers saved us in quarantine. Like we were talking about it. It's the glue in our, our love here. But it also, it's it's been heavy. There's been, there's been like nonstop heavy news throughout this entire situation. Season. And it's been rough. And Skylar and I have ended every single one of our days pretty much since quarantine started with an episode to three episodes of Bob's Burgers. We just started watching it in March, as she said. And and we've sadly finished all of them. A few nights ago, we watched the last one. So we're really excited for the premiere. But when you start a new show and there's like, what, 10 seasons, you're like, this is going to last my lifetime. Yeah, we thought we'd never get through them. And we just... It happened. Yeah, and we're heartbroken. But we became, I wouldn't say instantly obsessed, which we'll talk about as far as episode, episodes go on and how it took us a little bit to become obsessed with the show. But within a few episodes, we were in love with the show and the characters uh, to a point where we have purchased many Bob's Burgers related, um, what would you call them? Paraphernalia? Yeah, that's the exact word I was looking for. <laughs> that's why I'm glad you're here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we finish each other's sentences. We're in love, folks. Well, we're both wearing socks. Yeah, uh, we're basically like a walking commercial for cl- capitalism. Yes, but for Bob's, we're willing but for to. Bob's, yeah. yeah. Whose face do you have on your socks right now? I have Jean this afternoon mm-hmm. because I am fueled by chocolate chip cookies and Pellegrino. So I thought it was. And cheese. And cheese. And charcuterie. Yeah, charcuterie is basically like one of my three main food groups. So. <laughs> Especially that midnight charcuterie. And I've got Tina on because she was, we've got, we've got socks of the whole family and I grabbed Tina because she was at the top of the bunch at the time, but also because I feel like she has the same level of anxiety as me. Yeah. And. Thanks for the support. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true. (laughs) Um, Not that I don't have my fair share of anxiety, but. I also feel like you need to share your theory for Tina. I feel like subconsciously you chose those because you feel like Tina isn't chosen a lot. That that she's not like the the number one pick as far as favorite family member goes. Yes. Well, here's here's my my theory about Tina. Um, Tina, I think, is the immediate um, first pick. As far as like fan favorite, or yeah, yeah, or or like as far as like when you first watching the show, like oh, I love Tina. Yeah, it's, because. We all are drowning in anxiety right now. Yeah. Um, but I think as as the show progressed and the more we watched it, all the other characters kind of started kind of pulling ahead. Maybe maybe Louise is kind of like an immediate fan pick too. I think she's 100% a fan pick. And, and when I posted about um, what TV shows we were watching on my Instagram, a couple people DM me and ask me who are my favorites. Mm-hmm. And she was a pick for all of them. But no, I'm talking more about your theory on the relationship between her and her parents. 
Oh, I see what you're saying. So yeah. is, who's who's the favorite pick from the parents? Yeah, you came to me the other day and you were kind of upset because you said, you know what? Who was it? Louise has this really strong bond with her father. Yes. And Jean has this very intense bond with his mother. And you were worried about Tina. Yeah, I am a little bit worried about it because she does have her moments with each of the parents. But I feel like both of the parents yeah, go for Jean or Louise and then occasionally Tina comes in the mix. It might be why she has the most anxiety. Maybe I, it's, yeah. may, I don't know, maybe it's an older child thing, oldest child thing. They think she's yeah, fine. She's, she's taken care of. She doesn't need to be babied anymore. Yeah. She's going to have a lot to talk about in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so as we're kind of finding how this show is going to go, we've got a few little fun segments. Yeah, let's dive in. Plan- yeah. And we also want to say we also started this because we just need some brightness to our day. So we're going to try and keep the episodes shorter and just packed with fun Bob stuff so that, you know, you can do it on your walk around the block or whatever and just have a little reprieve from the news for the day. Yeah. We want it to bring you as much joy as Bob's has brought us. us. Yeah. Together we are finishing <laughs> each other's sentences again. So lovely. So one of the um, segments we're going to have on this show is going to be called Bob Pun or Max Pun. And as fans of the show know, first of all, it's a very pun-heavy show, which is probably why I fell in love with it. Yes, because Max is very pun-heavy, and it's probably why I fell in love with you a little bit. Really? Puns? I'm serious. Yeah. Like, Max and I, like, started our relationship just, like, banter over I am. We worked at the same company. But he... Would you describe yourself as shy? I mean, it came off of his, like, cool dude. Yeah. yeah. So you're a little bit shy. Well, that's why we were talking over I am mostly. Yeah. So we would, like, kind of, like lock eyes in the kitchen and then walk away with our coffee. And um, then we would spend the whole day chatting on IM and you were so witty and just like full of puns. And that is a language I could speak. Wow. I didn't realize that the, the pun, <laughs> the puns were what won you over. Yes. Wow. You hear that gentlemen, ladies, if you want to win the heart of your crush, come up with a pun. Get punny with it. Yeah. Basically, puns are, the, I, I'd say they're the ultimate dad joke, which is why Bob is responsible for writing the burger puns every single day, technically on the burger of the day. Yes. And if you're wondering if Max bought me the book that has all the joke burger recipes in it, he did. Oh, yeah. You know, Don't we, worry about it. We didn't list everything we've purchased <laughs> so far. We probably should do that real quick. Along with that recipe book that I bought you, we've got these socks. We've got little figurines um, by Kid Robot that we're going to make into our... Um, Halloween fall decor. Yeah. It's going to be like a... Uh, a nativity scene for Halloween. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of want to make us... A Christmas nativity scene through the little figures, too. But I'm not sure how to do that. My my crafting only goes so far. We'll post pictures of all this on all of our socials, which we'll drop at the end of this episode. And hopefully you'll start following us and come out coming along for this ride. Um, we also got this artwork that you'll see. If you see the artwork for our podcast for this show, um, we had someone custom draw us as Bob's characters. And that's hanging up in our home. I just had this like really profound feminist quandary as you were talking. Tell me. I just had to burp just now. Uh-huh. 
but like I'm a lady and I can't do that on mic. And then I was thinking about how Gary just lets him rip. And I was just like, see, this is what's wrong with America. What would uh, one of the Bob's Burgers characters do? I mean, Jean's going to go for it. Jean's going to go for it. I think Linda would go for it and laugh a little bit herself. She would. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think Tina would do it. And I think Louise would proudly do it. Yeah. The moment has passed. Okay. I'm just saying if you want to burp moving forward, you can burp moving forward. I'm guessing most of these... Uh, Bob's Burgers <laughs> <laughs> Bob's Burgers listeners are used to it okay what else I got my I love you like Tina loves butts right, we've mug got, yeah we've also got a Tina uh, making her uh noise mug two of those two of those um what else do we have oh my apron oh we have a Bob's Burger kitchen apron that you cook in every night yes and right over your head I have a little Funko Pop figure of gene in his burger suit with his little um megaphone and that's about it i think right yeah that's it okay for now for now yeah by the time this uh podcast is done we're gonna be everything in our home is gonna be i can't wait for the bob's burger couch i can't wait for the i can't wait till we buy uh, we dye biscuits hair bob's burgers um diner colors okay yeah, um, uh, maybe we'll shave a little bald spot in Biscuit's hair like Bob. You know what we should do? Because we don't have, uh, like, bring our two passions together. We should do Bob-scented candles. Oh, that's great. Yeah. What would the, some of the Like, Tina's be? could smell like anxiety and like I was going to um, say butts, and I was like, nope. <laughs> that's not a good candle. That'd be a good gag gift. Yeah. It could smell like after gym. Yeah, like the, like must. a boy's locker room. Yeah. Fries. Who doesn't want a fry candle? Um, Obviously we could burgers. do a Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Gail's Gail's apartment. Oh my god. Like cat litter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Birdie Bot's beans, but for Bob's. Yeah. That's a great idea. Okay, We're going to be rich. Let's add it to the list. Cool. I I know the I know nothing about making scented candles and we're going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into okay. these puns because I am excited for them. So, okay. Wait. Did we explain the segment? Yes. So okay. Bob creates these puns for the burgers. I'm going to quiz Skylar every week real quickly on I'm going to drop some burger names and she's going to decide if they were an actual pun from the show that Bob made up or if I made them up. So it's called Bob Pun or Max Pun. Are you ready? I'm ready. The first burger name is National Pastime. T-H-Y-M-E. Time. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that is a Bob's burger. You are correct. I knew it. The second burger is the Lord of the Onion Rings burger. Max. Come on. What? You don't think that would happen on the show? You're right, but you don't think that would happen on the show? I think, I think it would. They often do movies as their titles, but that one was just a little better than Bob's, I have to say. So I knew it was you. Occasionally, there's some really... Okay, so I have to try and make them worse. Yeah. Okay. Like, full disclosure, I'm dyslexic. So I have to have Max kind of pause the burger board sometimes because I'm like, what does that say? And a lot of the times, they're pun adjacent, I want to say. Yeah. They and Sometimes they they're, t- they're tough. Yeah. But weren't we reading in... Oh, in the um, Bob's Burger cookbook, um, they were kind of talking about the evolution... Um, of the burger board and how they're not supposed to be really great puns. They're supposed to be 
Bob's puns. Right, from you know, the mind of Bob. Exactly. He's waking up. He has to do one of these every single freaking day. It's normally tied to something that's going on in his life. Um, so if they were too good, it wouldn't be appropriate for the character. And wasn't there an episode where he couldn't think of one? Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to figure out which one that is as we go through these. Yeah, that was more recent. That was yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got two more for you. All right. Let's go. Uh, the Fleetwood Mac and Cheeseburger. Max. God. It's too is, good. It's too, it's too it's good. Too, it's too easy. Parma 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 Chameleon Burger. Bob. Yes. Okay. Wow. You went four for four. <laughs> I'm going to make these more difficult moving forward. Those are all good, though. I kind of want to make recipes off of these. Oh, that'd be fun. Ooh, well, can maybe. we do it off the ones that I come up with? Yeah, that's I what I mean. I would love a Fleetwood Mac and Cheeseburger. I love it. We'll get on it. So we want to get into these end credits for this first um, episode. We're doing episodes one and two from season one. Skylar's going to tell us a little bit about those episodes. Yes, yeah. for some context. So the credits get better and better and better. Like they become their own little TV episodes in like the later seasons. So right now we're doing one and two because the credits are exactly the same. And then I think next week we start to see some music changes. So we're pairing episodes together now, but but eventually we'll go um, episode by episode because they are just like filled with Easter eggs and hilarity. All right, so let's jump into episode one. Human Flesh is the title of the pilot. And Hulu's description is very riveting. Bob's Burgers opens for business. Wow. You I, could, uh, I, I guess you could say that for any episode. No, I guess it's already opened. That's true. Yeah. So I decided to flesh it out oh, a little bit. Oh, look at who's the pun master now. <laughs> I learned from the best. <laughs> um, all right. So episode one, it's the re, re, re grand opening of Bob's Burgers, but things don't go as planned when Hugo, the health inspector, tries to shut Bob's down after believing Louise's rumor that Bob's uses human flesh in his burgers. It's also Linda and Bob's anniversary, which of course Bob forgot. Of course, Bob. Of course. Of course. So this, these first two episodes, which we haven't gone to the second one yet, but they were written by um, Lauren Bouchard and... I think his name is last name. It's Jim Dottorive. They Don't both ask have me. they both have like French names, I think. Um, but they uh, Lauren Bouchard created the show. They wrote these first two episodes, and I don't know how many they write throughout the series. Um, Interesting. We'll have to track that. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll pay attention to those. And this first one was directed by Anthony Chun. And also, since we're talking about the pilot, Max sent me the demo that's on YouTube um, that the pilot was sold off of. And the pilot, um, the narratives are pretty similar. Mm -hmm. So I feel, that's why I feel like there's such a discrepancy in the pilot and then the episodes moving forward. I feel like so much growth in the writer's room or just this concept happened between the plot of the demo, selling the show, and then producing the pilot. Yeah. Um, okay, so episode two is called Crawl Space. Oh, I just want to say something about episode one real quick, too. Yeah. That, that little fact that I, I found that has to do with human flesh. Oh, okay. <laughs> you'll, you'll understand in a second. So apparently in the original concept, uh, the Belchers were cannibals. But I think what I read is that Fox execs convinced them not to do that for the show, which is 
for sometimes executives get this wrong. If they were responsible for that, it's like, it's probably a good. Move, yeah. You know, that's I so think, interesting. I think it was starting off to I, something we didn't talk about was that what we love about it is that there's, there's so much heart in the show. Yes. And I think it started off more mean. I, I don't I know about mean, but like uh, darker. I think mean is like, well, Louise is intense without any heart. Linda is really naggy, which is like not that enjoyable. And Bob is like a hermogen. It's just there's not like the reason I love this show is it feels like a weighted blanket at night. It's just like warm and fuzzy and you want to be part of that family and you get to be you get to be part of that family for 30 minutes every night and even i think we're rewatching now we're like 5 episodes in louise hasn't got her heart yet everybody i think and this is interesting because i love watching how do when shows get the chance to actually evolve how do they get better how do they hit that like that peak gel. And so if you like look at, um, I was just thinking of a bunch of different pilots and how the shows evolved. If you look at Gilmore Girls, The Office, and this show, I think what they have in common between the pilot and moving forward is every character gets more heart. I I even said the same about like Schitt's Creek. Like they all start kind of... But that's different because they're spoke... Like that's the thing. They're Mm. horrible people. Right. But like with Michael to in the office, the thing to me is he's a shitty boss, but he he wants to find love and he wants to have a house full of children and he wants to be liked. To me, that's who Michael is. Mm-hmm. And all of his badness comes from ignorance. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I just wanted to jump back to what you're saying about the cannibalism. It's interesting then that the pilot... Like, the whole theme is cannibalism. Yeah. I they wonder, did not want to let that go. Yeah. I, I wonder if the original uh, script had that they actually were using human flesh or something, and it went from there. I really like that decision. I think, do you, do you think whenever you're creating, like, an, a, an adult cartoon that you feel like it has to be, like, dark and raunchy I and think, weird? I think, well, I think coming coming off a lot of the stuff that had been out for years before Bob's came out, like Simpsons w- w- had heart and, but kind of like crossed the line a lot. Um, but then family guy is just full, like dark South park is just dark, and, right. you know, offensive to everyone. And, offen- you know, just going for like, you know, uh, below the belt shots left and right. Yeah. And, and, but I think this one, um, Jim daughter or whatever his name uh-huh. is, it was, a was one of the, writers and producers, I think, on King of the Hill, which has some heart as uh-huh. well, which has it. So I think that kind of blended together. That's great. Yeah. Because not that this is a gendered thing at all, but like those shows like South Park and so it just like doesn't interest me at all. So I think that's something that I think it's cool. Like again, The Office, when you can find something that crosses over so many different demos, I think it really gets gets to the heartstrings max that's what's special about do this i sound one. like a network exec yeah 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 now tell me that i can't have cannibals in my scripts <laughs> <laughs> i think it's too relatable you know yeah have you yeah. Oh, you haven't seen episodes no that's what i I've wanted parts to say of it, but 
So when you just told me that at first the show was about cannibals, it reminded me of something um, that would have been pitched in the show episodes. It's a great TV show. You guys should watch it, especially if you love TV as much as we do. All right. So let's jump into the second episode. It's called Crawl Space. Bob is annoyed when he finds out that Linda's parents are coming for a visit and wants nothing to do with it. Linda sets to work cleaning the house from top to bottom, but when a leak springs up in the roof, she asks Bob's help in fixing it. Unfortunately, I would edit it to say fortunately, for Bob, he gets stuck in the wall, leaving Linda and the children to entertain their guest and run the restaurant. A little a little runner. Oh, she just flipped her notes over. Mm. <laughs> I'm very excited. Some runners for the kids. We have a sexy zombie dream from Tina, which I think is the moment I fall in love. Everybody hears the grandparents having sex. So we have um, Tina's zombie sex dream. And we have Gene, of course, samples the elderly um, sex scene and has a not safe for work or school sampling of it in his history project. And then Tina, sorry, Louise, tells everyone that her father has died and is now haunting the restaurant and is bringing children in for seances. Those are great runners all around in this episode. You know what? The, the um, How much better the second episode gets after the first one? Leap. Yeah. A huge leap. Yeah. And then as it goes on, it gets even better. But yeah. Yeah. And I assume because the second episode was written after kind of like the show was sold. Yeah. After it, because the first one was kind of based on that little pilot they did on by the way go watch that pilot on youtube because it's really weird to see yeah the i think if you do search uh bob's burgers demo yeah or like original episode or something yeah. like that it's weird because like like tina is a boy um <laughs> so weird there's there's some thing there's some differences they're oh, all very the shirt. Drunk. tell them about the shirt oh, bob bob just wears his apron without a shirt underneath he's just like this bare chest harried guy it's it's awful <laughs> so i'm glad they put a shirt on him Maybe that plays into the cannibal a little bit more. Yeah, it could. <laughs> but I think there was just like a big leap into just how much better the second episode yeah. was. And I want to track because we're watching it now. I kind of want to track when I have that first like heart oozy melty moment for Louise. Because to me, that makes all her funny shit 10 times more funny. Yeah, because we were and we were agreeing that like we know that people like Louise a lot from the start. She's, just, she's so uh, mischievous. But we were not that into louise until she started to get a little more heart and yeah she really grew on us yeah and i like how every storyline the kids come together it's not if they were all pieces of shit and mean to each other i think it'd be hard to have plot where they're all interacting and a lot of time especially louise she's like showing up for her brothers and sisters you know so the the well, we're going to look, we can talk forever about Bob's, which is why we have this podcast and we'll continue to. I'm going to save some of what I want to talk about and we should get into these these end credits yeah. and get this over with. And well, not get it over with, but I just <laughs> I mean, say, <laughs> I can think of some other things you say that for. <laughs> um, what are you talking about? Nothing. Let's let's edit that out. <laughs> okay. I feel like I, tur- I turned into uh, Linda there. Was, uh, nothing, oh, no, no. She starts mumbling. Remember that episode where she's like, they're having a, they're getting married. Uh, they're getting married. Bob's like, no, that's no. not. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're not. Linda. Yeah. That's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. He has a boyfriend. <laughs> okay. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay. Okay. So like we said, the credits don't change too much. So these first two episodes, it's a generic end credit sequence that we'll uh, become super familiar with as you're watching the show. It uses the opening theme music, which is delightful. Which I found out this week as I was doing my, uh, I say research, but it's not research. Uh, when you just like look stuff up on the internet. So when I was doing what, what's that called? What would we call that? Procrastinating. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Except that it was actually for this. So I think it's still procrastinating. Yeah, keeping me from doing more important things. Yeah, I've asked you to clean the sink like for four weeks now. Yeah, but look, I got to look up these these Bob's facts, honey. <laughs> that sounds so weird. I know. <laughs> I never call you honey. No, <laughs> that was that was strictly for uh, for the audience. Yeah. 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 Um, so it uses the opening theme music, which this week I found out Lauren Bouchard played himself on the ukulele. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, 10 points for Lauren. And I noticed in these first few episodes, they use that opening theme music a lot through like scene transitions mm-hmm. too for a while. And it mm-hmm. feels kind of awkward a lot of the time. I think they end up changing that eventually. Mm-hmm. So what we see in these, well, let's just go through them a little bit. Let's do it. Okay. We'll just play the very end of the human, the last couple lines of the human flesh episode, and then it'll go into the credits. Also, because we're not going over the beginning credits, the opening credits, I have to tell y'all that the keyboard, the bump bark, isn't there. Oh, that's and right. It, wow. In the opening credits, there are some changes eventually. And like like you said, yeah, there's a part where 
uh, Jean pushes the keyboard and does like a bark noise. Uh-huh. And then Louise does what? Like a, she goes, like, uh, oh she yeah, like, with her hand. She throws her hands out. Goes like so. It's, it's, it goes like, ah. oh, oh, it's the opposite. Okay, yeah, yeah, but it feels so empty without, without it. it. It's very sad. Gene, yeah. Gene, doesn't, Gene doesn't bounce up and down like no. he does a little bit and later on. The tempo is much slower, so right. it's like it's it's wild. How, it's wild. How much it changes when they speed up the tempo and add just like those little changes. The thing was that with the slower version, it gave you time to read the two big puns. I can't do it. But yeah, now, I can't do it. <laughs> now with the faster one, you're always like, wait, what did it say, Max? What was that supposed to be? What was the pun? <laughs> I ask you every time. So not only are you trying to read them, I'm like, what did it say? <laughs> At the same time. All right. So let's hear the end of this episode and see how the credits start off. Ah, oh, sick. Mom's really handsy. You're a couple of sluts. I think it's nice. Hey, get this thing moving. I'm getting scarred for life up here. Okay, let's talk about what we see on the screen the minute those credits start. Oh, Skylar, yes. you have something else to say. Oh, I was just going to um, dive in and say, just for some context, they're at the wharf on the Ferris wheel ab- sitting above their parents. And another plot point in this episode is that um, not only was Hugo engaged to Linda at one point, but Hugo he, the health inspector, Hugo the health inspector, he was a much better kisser than Bob. So this has been a thorn in Bob's side. So they're having a romantic moment on the Ferris wheel and that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bob. Um, I told you bad impressions will be happening. Um, so that's what the kids are going. Ooh, gross about. And what? When, when when it cuts to when we start hearing the theme again and it cuts to the end credits, this is what we're going to pretty much see for a while now um, with a few changes to it. But let's lay out the scene. Yeah. So we have really like minimalist white background and black sketching of the kitchen. Yeah. We're standing inside the kitchen with three of the characters. In color. And the characters are in color. Yes. And we're standing. We're looking from behind them. So they're behind yes. her to us. Yes. And Tina um, and Louise are doing some prep work and Bob is at the grill. And I have to say that Louise is on her tippy toes, which I find so endearing. It's so cute. It's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. And occasionally Bob uh, gives his uh, butt a little scratch. Yep. And we start seeing the names of the main characters. So most of the screen, I'd say about... A little more than half of the screen is white with the credits. Yeah. And then this little scene that we just described is, you know, the rest of the screen. Yeah. Um, So we start seeing all the lead voices, like, you know, we'll we'll talk about them throughout this show, but like H. John Benjamin is Bob. uh, Dan Mintz is Tina. Christian Shaw is Louise. We've been talking about Christian Shaw a lot because before I started watching this, I was so familiar with her in other things. And her voice. And her voice is so unique. Yeah. Yeah. that I'd hear her voice and I'd immediately... It's her. It's her. But now we just watched Bill and Ted face the music, which she's in. And hearing her voice, it's like hearing Louise come out of a human. It's weird. Which is rare because I think normally it's the other way around. Like you can only see the actor in a role. But to see like a character sh- transferred to another movie is is weird. It's, it's It was so weird. And who else? So we forgot Linda, who is John Roberts. So those are the... F- did I get everyone? Oh, and Eugene Merman, who's Gene. That's the family, the main yeah. family. 
So those are the Belchers. Those are the voice actors for the Belchers. Right. And, and that's who we see first in and these who credits. And Jocelyn? Max has this soft spot for Jocelyn that I find very endearing. We've got a while His till... His arm looks like a burrito. <laughs> we, we've got a while until the, the, the like regular students at the school start making appearances. But once Jocelyn, whichever episode Jocelyn appears in, I will be going off about my love for Jocelyn. Fangirling like hardcore. Oh, I love Jocelyn so much for some reason. I love it. She's so funny. Uh, also voiced by John Roberts, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Because it sounds very much like Linda. Yes. You say that every single time she has a line. <laughs> <laughs> I think I say, oh my God, his arm looks like a burrito. That kid's arm looks like a burrito and that it's the same voice as Linda to you every single time. It's like... <laughs> every time. It's like, what do I say every time to you? Oh, when we're cooking ki- in the kitchen, I go, th- I get frustrated every night and I go, this kitchen is so big. We have a small kitchen. <laughs> and I don't mean to say it every night. But okay, let's play a little bit more it. and see what happens, because we are missing some uh, some, some of the characters, characters some family yeah. members here. Butt scratch. Butt scratch. Louise brings the prepped plate over to Bob. Yep, and she looks at him adoringly. Adorable. Adorable. Yes. Bob flips a burger onto Louise's onto the plate, and we with as far as credits go, we start seeing like a lot of the staff writers who will start seeing you start seeing their names appear in these the scripts moving forward. Some of them I've already I noticed in these end credits are responsible for some of our favorite episodes. We'll talk about those as we get to those oh, episodes. Cool. <laughs> All right. Okay, what happened there? Linda appears in the what is that called? We, just the window. We, the just window. The, yeah, okay. just the prep window. We both worked as servers. Waiter, yeah. yeah, and, and oh, it was a dark time in both of our lives. It was so. <laughs> one time, the counter, like where you pick up the food. Did you have to stand on your tippy toes? I did. Oh no! <laughs> I know you thought that was a joke, but you're like hitting me deeply in my soul. So, <laughs> I'm a little shy. And, um, no. I worked at, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I worked at an Italian restaurant and it was in Texas. So of course people were like, can I have some butter? Even though it was an Italian restaurant. So I went over and I was trying to get the chef's attention, but the counter was too high. So I was standing on my tippy toes, my chin just resting on the window. And I said, excuse me, sir, can I please have some butter? And my manager saw the whole interaction. So why I, did, why did you talk like Snow White back then? Because I wanted to be polite. I didn't want to be like, yo, get me some butter. <laughs> I was trying to like win the chefs over. Cause you got to be on the chef's side totally. when you want like need substitutions or sides or whatever. Yeah. They don't care about that. Wasn't the best them. method anyway. So my manager saw, so anytime she was over by the counter and she saw me looking at her, she'd be like on her tippy toes, like, excuse me, sir, can I have some butter? <laughs> All right. So we see Linda pick up the food through the window. Yeah, She makes an appearance kind of sort of as Louise is getting the burger from Bob, I think. And then she puts it up in the window and Linda gets it to kind of deliver it. And on the bottom, the far right, all the way across the screen. Stage left. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And Gene would love that. He's a big theater boy, as we'll come to learn. All the way on the other side of the credits, he's the only one making an appearance in that area of the screen. Starts walking 
from stage left across the screen in his burger suit. And let's just watch. Let's see how far he gets. Yeah. So he gets pretty much, he walks all the way past Bob, past Louise, and it kind of closes out when he's in between Tina and uh, Louise. The quarter mark. Yes. Yeah. And he has like a weird, he's like, he's like tiptoeing almost. It's so, I think it's so funny. Really? He's not tiptoeing, but he is kind of like walking funny. He's adorable. I love Gene. I love him. I love Gene. He has a great moment in I think like three or episode three or four in the credits. Yeah. Yeah, that that's when, when it starts when it starts picking up. And yeah. also, he starts in, in these earlier ones, he walks all the way across the screen. And I think at a certain point, he just kind of like pops up from where we said, like where the rest of the family is. That's so funny. Can you imagine like these conversations? Yeah, like, like what? Like, you know, TV production seems so magical, but you know that they're sitting over $20 salads being like, do you think he should start from like the middle of the credits? Yeah, and it's like a two-hour conversation. Yeah, I, I would, I, I, I hope that's what's going on for that for something as minor as that. Okay, that's it. So, because this is a credit score spinoff, obviously we have to score this particular end credit sequence. Yeah. So Skylar and I came up with a system, a scoring system. You don't remember? No. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking at me terrified. Like I'm going to make her say what it is now. I remember liking it. Okay. So we are going to do it on a scale of one to ten H's at the end of Tina's uh. Yeah. Love it. So on a scale of one to ten H's at the end of Tina's uh, what would you give this episode one and two end credit sequence? Okay. Question. Do I rate it in the context of knowing how good the credits get or if I just fell onto earth and watched this episode? That's a good question because yes, you know that the credits get a lot better at this point. Mm-hmm. Let's do let's do for the sake of how about do let's do one. You're an alien who just got dropped onto Earth and they, okay. you were forced to watch Bob's Burgers for some reason. I mean, great. Yeah, I, I mean, if they landed in our house, we'd be like, "Come, this is what we <laughs> this is what we do. This is what humans do. We watch Bob's Burgers." Hey, do you like my hey, socks? Look at our socks. I'll oh, pet my dog. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's a biscuit looking at me, by the way. He wants to... Oh, he just oh, fell asleep. he just fell asleep. He's not interested anymore. So let's do do one alien, to be fair. Okay. I'm going to do, like, alien with, like, pop culture knowledge. Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> just because if they've never seen TV, I'd give it a baji- bajillion. They'd be, like, amazed. Yeah, they'd what be amazed. What was this? I just witnessed. Yeah. Yeah. So I would give it... I'm going to say... Six H's. If you're for a, if you were a pop culture informed, educated, yeah, yes. informed alien. Yes. Okay, and just as far as I, you, who knows that the credits get better. Oh, I'll give it a five. Yeah, I think as far as that goes, I'm going to meet you at five H's for the knowing, uh-huh. you know, and for my pop culture informed alien i would give it a 6.5 i guess yeah yeah sounds right logical well-informed decision making yeah look they um it made me stick around and watch the end credits like i wanted to see what was happening because there was something going on in the end credits so i think that's good 
Yeah. When I, the first time I watched the and show. And it, it catches your eye. And I always love, it doesn't have that like storytelling telling element yet that it definitely will have. But I also love, I think honestly, one of the reasons this show is so lovable is that you kind of do just want to hang out in the kitchen with them. And that's exactly what they're doing. So I gave it a 6.5. You gave it a 5. Oh, Gary's not here to do Gary the math. Gary usually does the math. So we gave it 5.75 H's at the end of Tina's A. Uh. For the... First and second credit for for us as human beings. We th- we screwed ourselves over by having these alien versions. There's so many numbers. <laughs> We're never going to do that again. But for yes, for this the first and second credit and se- credit sequence to Bob's Burgers episodes one and two, and that's fantastic. That. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This was fun, and we're looking forward to doing a whole lot more. Obviously, we'd like to get through every single episode. So we invite you to come follow us on all of our socials. We've got um, all across the board, like on Instagram, Twitter, uh, we're Bob's Credits, just one word. Oh, you snag those handles? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And we also started a Patreon because... We want to be able to get through all of these episodes, every single one, and we just could use the support because podcasting actually takes a lot of work. You've thrown some money into the equipment and yeah, time. And, and, and yeah, and um, so we want to keep doing it. And it's just like, you know, if you can become a, a patron and fo- if you enjoy the podcast and if you're going to plan to stick around, we're going to have all kinds of like bonuses down the road. And so we're, th- we're thinking about like bonus episodes yeah and some like fun exclusive merchandise and stuff like that so um yeah bob's credits all across the board bob's credits on patreon but yeah follow and us with, um patreon or however you say it um we're not asking for a lot like one dollar three dollars yeah i think our, well i think our lowest one is like like three, three. three bucks but that's you know we're, and, and we're cheap people we understand tough times we're not saying like you have to do this but just if you enjoy the podcast yep. you want to support us we'll give you shout outs in future episodes, stuff like that. You'll see when you're on yeah, Patreon. And but if not, a review would be awesome. Review would be lovely. Please review because that helps us out a lot getting started here. And we'll see you guys for the next episode, um, episodes three and four. I don't know the titles because we didn't look them up. Do you know them? I don't, but I know it's going to get saucy. Okay. Was that a hint that there's sauce in an episode? Let's just make it work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll see you guys next time. Stay saucy. <laughs> a lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.